Marie. And I'm Georgie. Coming to you with chats about all aspects of design, creativity and its influence on life. Can I get a whoop whoop? Whoop whoop. This is Creative Clinks. Hello and welcome to another episode of Creative Clinks. Today we are talking to Matt Allman, coffee guru, all-round nice guy and owner of John Kyle Espresso in Budrum. Hey, Matt. Hey, ladies. How are we? Good. How are you going? Yeah, well, thank you. Thanks for having me on. So, Matt, we thought we really need to get the hardcore questions out early. So what Georgie and I really wanted to know first was, how do you guys remember everyone's coffee orders? <laughs> that's, um, yeah, that's a good question. And I actually always think that to myself. I'm like, how do I actually remember that person's coffee order from yesterday or last week? But I don't know, just a skill that you learn as you, I guess, start in hospitality and work your way up. You just, you just get the knack for it and... Um, I think I got really good at it working at my first job at the coffee club and we used to um, scan the VIP card and they used to come get their two for one coffees and it would pop okay. up their name and you'd be like, oh, thanks, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Right. Okay. So there's no kind of like coffee unicorns or any th- anything like that in the hospitality world where like you need to have like this prerequisite of, of having that on your resume that you need to be amazing with names and remembering them. No, not really. In my, in our work, we actually write down the person's name as a, a description of where to take it. We don't really give numbers or anything. So in our workplace, it's sort of a prerequisite that, yes, you switched on. So you stalk everyone where they're going to sit. Yeah, yeah pretty much. I was wondering that. <laughs> yeah, that's all we write, like, blonde hair, blue eyes. I thought that. I was thinking, surely they must see me and go charismatic, nice girl, or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we got that. That was the most important question out of this whole interview, by the way. So I'm glad we got that out of the way. <laughs> All right, Matt. Well, I, I think most importantly, we want to hear your story. Yeah. And we want to hear how your hospitality journey started and really what, what made you embrace coffee. Well, as a 14-year-old looking for their first job, I um, found my first job at the coffee club. Started on dishes. So I did about three or four years on dishes before I like worked my way up the ranks to a waiter and then, yeah, found a position that I could finally start making coffee. And I did like a barista, basic barista course with the coffee club and sort of found my little love for making people's coffee and making good coffee as well. I think all good entrepreneurs start as a dishy, hey? Yeah, they do. And especially working in like a uh, fast-paced um, place you you really learn a good work ethic and you're under the pump and yeah it's all happening after the coffee club where did that take you once you discovered that you actually really enjoyed working with coffee yeah after the coffee club i sort of was like all right i want to step up my coffee game i sort of moved to a another cafe down the road and that's where i really learned yeah i guess manager role and after that i i figured like i really want to just focus in on specialty coffee so i went and found a job that just did coffee and that's it. That's where I really honed in on my skills and, yeah, really found my passion for specialty coffee. Cool. And are you Sunshine Coast born and bred or no? Yeah, yeah, Sunshine Coast you born are. and bred. Yeah. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, born in Nambour. Go Nambour. Yeah, go Nambour. It's up and coming. 
Actually, something that I really wanted to ask you about when you were talking about getting into specialty coffee is that something where you felt that you could be a bit more creative um, with being able to hone in on that specialty of flavor and how you present the coffee? Yeah, definitely. Um, that was probably a big thing for me where I found my love for it is being able to really, yeah, perfect the cup of coffee and dive into flavor profiles and, yeah, just get excited about that sort of thing. And then it, getting the customer feedback as well and them telling you that it was great coffee or maybe they didn't like it so much and you could recommend something different. Yeah, that's what I love about it. That's so cool. Is coffee kind of, I guess, like like wine, like you've got to have that palate for it? Yeah, yeah, definitely. The different notes that they talk about in coffee, same as wine. Like I just think it's good or bad coffee, to be honest. Okay, this is where Barbie leaves the conversation. I, I reckon if we... If we got you into where they call it a so coffee tasting, like when the roaster gets their green beans and such before they roast it, what they do is they roast it up and then a couple of days after roast, they do this process and it's called cupping. So they, they grind the beans and they soak it in water, like fill a cup up full of grinds, put water in there. They scoop the coffee off and then they use uh, spoons and they sort of slurp the coffee as like, you know, they slurp wine to sort of aerate it, and then that's where they develop the the flavor note and flavor profile. Yeah. If you came and tried the different regions or different countries of coffees, like you've got Ethiopian or African coffees, and what else you could put up an Australian coffee or yeah, probably like where I got to really. Um, kind of dive into the differences of coffee is when I went to Thailand and I went to this little coffee hut and it was literally just all these different flavors and it blew my mind. I was like, oh, wow. And I'd never had a black coffee before. And that was literally how they were going to serve it. They weren't going to serve it anyway, any other way. And it was the most fruity and beautiful flavors. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is blowing my mind. Yeah. And when you start, when that starts happening, that's, you're just like, wow, this is a whole, universe that I didn't know about. All right, so you need to do some, like, coffee-tasting nights or something like yeah, that. Yeah, that. Count me in. Definitely, yeah. That's on the cards. And that's, it's a good introductory for people that want to explore that as well. Yeah. Or are very interested. Yeah, cool. Awesome. So what do you think is currently your biggest challenge being in the hospitality industry? I reckon one major challenge is consistency. And yep. consistency not only in your products, so your coffee and your food and your service, like how you how you welcome people and greet them. The consistency is a challenge. How long has John Kyle been open now? Coming up to five years. Wow. Okay, five years. And you've basically established this this cafe with such a community following. Surely you've put it down to something that has kind of made you stand out from the crowd. Yeah, for sure. I think definitely having great coffee and great food is number one secret. It's a winner. On top of our great service, like we're just, I just think we're warm and welcoming and treat everyone the same sort of thing. And whatever your order is, whether it be a crazy half strength skinny flat white on decaf, extra hot with caramel, no froth, we still, yeah, we still, wel- we still welcome that. <laughs> And we're happy. We're happy to make it. <laughs> but in all honesty, we're just like if you if you want to pay for that and that's what you enjoy, then we're we're more than happy to make that, and we'll make it well for you. 
That's awesome. Speaking for myself as as a customer, like it's just it's such a pleasure to come in and see you guys. Between my husband and I, seriously, we we do we do support you quite a bit. Yeah. Like it's not because it's the most easiest place to park or, you know, the prettiest or anything. It's just because you guys make, like you said, damn good coffee, amazing food. And you're just so all so likable. It's just an array of different clients that you get in, you know, the young and hip and then, you know, your retirees who still love just having their, you know, Thursday morning catch up. It's just, it's such a testament to you guys. It really is. Thank you. And that's what we try to be. We try to be relatable to every, every person that walks in, whether what age they are, what career they have. We just, yeah, make it relatable. I think this would be a really interesting question. Like I've never been in the position to hire people before, but is there, have you been able to really develop that filter of how you can see through those kind of people who you feel like that actually won't bring value to the team? It's actually something that I've been really fortunate with the staff that I've had in. Like they've stuck around for so long as well. So I'm actually going through a big transition at the moment with my staff, um, with people leaving, going overseas and stuff. So it's actually something I'm really trying to work on because I've found that. I do struggle with trying to pick through people's personalities. And like you said, like in an interview, someone can put on this, this front and they can do it for a number of months when they're working. And then next thing you know, that front leaves. And I'm still trying to really develop this, like almost like a personality profile that I can put up to people in the interview or whatever it is in the trial. But yeah, like I said, I've been so fortunate with my staff, but, and that's probably, that's probably very much to our success as well. It's just being fortunate with the staff that we've attracted. That's such a hard thing for hospitality is to create that work environment that people really actually want to stick around in because I feel like there's it's probably one of the industries with really high staff turnovers and things like that. That definitely goes out to you to having built that little you know ecosystem where people love to come into work. So, Matt, I know you work crazy hours. What do you do outside of work to try and keep yourself sane and escape the whole coffee coffee regime that you've built? Yeah. Um, I, I'm a bodyboarder, so I get out in the surf a fair bit. Um, I love that. I'm, I'm probably just a general, typical bloke. I'm just fairly, fairly active, so a lot of gym and exercise and that sort of thing, a little bit of adventuring. I love socializing, so I, love, I do love getting around to – all the other hospitality venues on the on the coast and exploring that and having beers with mates and yeah, cool yeah, music festivals, all that sort of thing. And we won't talk about Splendor this year's Splendor, hey? <laughs> Splendor in the mud. <laughs> Splendor in the mud. That's it. Yeah, we'll just pretend that didn't happen for you. That was crazy. Yeah. Okay. So you love going out and socializing, having having drinks with mates, etc. Do you think there may be something we should be talking about because it could be somewhere new that people around the Sunshine Coast could be going to soon? What would that be, Matt? Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. John Carlos Fresso Maruchido. Woohoo. Coming to you soon. Yes. Yes. No, this is very, very exciting. Now I know this is a huge, huge plunge for you and but oh God, it's just it, honestly it's so exciting. What made you decide to do this? I guess like Maybe two years ago, I was going through the phase in my life, and it's probably a reflection of where I was at at the time, but I was sort of questioning as to whether I really wanted to do hospitality anymore. I mean, everyone in their their lives goes through that with whatever their career they're chasing, but I sort of went through that, and then I thought about it, and I'm like, you know, I really love this. I'm good at it. 
and I've put so much time and energy into it already, so why not just chase it hard and try and make a success out of it? I'll be honest, in hospitality or especially small cafes and small restaurants, you're not there to make a million dollars. Well, we've heard that before, Georgie, haven't we? Mm. Profit is not like, incredible and you work hard for it. This new venue, I'm doing it with my current manager up here at Budrum, uh, Blythe. So that's very exciting. It's a good opportunity for me to have a business partner too and to both put a lot of energy into it. So I'm really looking forward to it. Exciting. And what can everyone expect at John Cole Maruchidor? Everyone can expect a very well-designed Barbie Adonic Studios. Why, thank you. Very, yeah, very well-designed cafe with great aesthetic, very modern and new and fresh and clean. It's going to have great atmosphere. Compared to what I have now up in Budrum, it's just a big step forward with uh, stepping up in the whole design game as such. Is it like the boys are growing up a little bit? Is that what it is? Yeah, boys... Boys are growing up and, yeah. (laughs) How cool. Yeah. There's something actually very important that I feel like you haven't highlighted, which is the bar. And, yeah. Big big addition in the bar, which is something we haven't dealt down before, but we're really excited about this because something new and brings a lot of full vibe. Please tell me there's going to be like... Oh, my God. I'm so excited about the bar. (laughs) 50 different... Different kinds of espresso martinis with all different coffee. Like, I'm so G'd up for this excursion right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're definitely doing a, a JK signature espresso martini. So, oh my god, I love this already. Yeah, so and we're just we're gonna start small, but we're but yeah, I've always thought about really delving into the espresso martini game because espresso martini's been number one cocktail in the world for so many years running, so. Yeah, crazy. Actually, Georgie and I have been talking about, we're going to do a podcast with kind of like doing different drinks on air, like as we record. So maybe we'll have to do a John Carl Espresso signature martini as well at the same time. Yeah, yeah, let's do it. Let's lock that in. Oh, actually, I was going to ask you too, because I watch this nearly every night and I keep thinking, I wonder if Matt watches this. Do you Have you seen Drink Masters on Netflix? Drink Masters? No, I haven't. I think I've heard of it. Oh my God, seriously, you need to watch this show. If it gives you any kind of inspiration on cocktails, like this is just, it's next level stuff. Yeah, nice. It's that, that again is a whole other world cocktails, hey? Wow. We've gone from coffee to then all of a sudden we're like, okay, now you need to do this like global cocktails. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, on that, we're opening up a new venue. We're about to open, obviously. It makes you look at why why you've been successful already. I've had to look at um, John Kyle Budrum and say, all right, like what is working now and what are we going to do to replicate and or build on that? And we've looked at it and... John Carl Budrum's known for great coffee, but like great value food, nothing too expensive. It's fairly simple, but it's executed really well, and that's what we're going to try and do in the cocktail menu too. It's not going to be these extravagant science experiments. It's going to be value, so like not too expensive, just simple, but really, really tasty. Love that. Oh, I'm so G'd up because the last excursion that I had to the Sunshine Coast, I got to well, Budrum. I did get to go to your your cafe, and oh my goodness, I believe I got something with mushrooms. And oh. that's Barbie's favorite too. Yeah, it's like <laughs> it's got my heart. Yeah, it was just sensational. So I can only just imagine, and even just like that atmosphere that was created there. It was like. Yeah, I just loved it. Yeah, so I'm really looking forward to seeing like this space and even just like, cause I haven't 
you'd think I'd get the inside scoop on everything, but no, Barbie's a little secret keeper. Yeah, so so everything else live on instagram i was like oh my god this is gonna be great yeah that's uh, that's good to hear <laughs> it's funny about new venues hey like a lot of people like to try and keep it a big big hush hush which is fair enough like, i know barbie you'd have to out of respect for your clients yeah. and stuff but it's funny how new like new venues the owners even just keep it a big hush hush until it's sort of revealed but we, we didn't really, i didn't really do that we just sort of told we've been telling everybody since they got <laughs> so matt I, I know obviously from kind of working on this project with you you've pretty much used like all your customers from budrum as part of this project which like i just think is just incredible what made you do that as part of like a conscious decision to to have people working on that project with you yeah that's been really rewarding and i've, I've loved that and i know bluff has as well i guess the uh, amazing thing about a cafe is that you're exposed to so many different people and in our in our JK community we have so many different professions and with our service we get to know our customers and why not why not we're going to spend the money anyway so why not give back to the people that have supported us yeah definitely I've loved that bit that's been great over the past two years obviously the hospitality industry has been a bit of a challenge I guess with you moving into this new space in Maroochydore, you felt a little bit more confident now in the market to to be able to try something new. Is that right? Obviously, I just wanted to challenge myself. It is going to be a wild ride with this whole staff shortage and um, prices going up and inflation and stuff like that. But it's something that you just, I'm just thinking I just have to get over the mountain and get it done. So yeah. I think weather the storm and I'm sure things will get better. It's a scary it's scary at the moment for the chefing industry. There's, okay. I don't know what the stats are on apprentices going through TAFE for chef apprenticeships, but I can imagine them being very, very low. And why is that? I think it's been a very underpaid job for the amount of stress. And actually, they're pretty, like chefs are very skilled and they're very valuable if you think about it. You can't really go out and go out to a cafe or restaurant or and enjoy it without them. So I guess it's just been the pay and the working, I guess, in a little bit of harder environments. But it, it probably will change in the future, but it probably is going to take a fair few years to bounce back. Like I'm not a, I'm not a chef and I, I have to be pretty much full-time in the kitchen and not doing yeah. what I love on the coffee. So so it might be all hush-hush, but have you got a chef for Maruchido yet? Not really a daytime chef. We've got a, a nighttime Cooks like chef lined up for uh, for that sort of thing, and then Christy, our amazing chef up up here in Budrum, she's gonna is sort of gonna steer the ship, and she does the menus and stuff like that, and all the special creations, and a little bit of awesome. quality control. So, what has been the it, like? Have you how much say have you got in the crafting the menu for the night and day vibe that you're going to be putting out of the new venue or are you kind of letting that your current chef kind of go look this is your creative kingdom and to to curate this really beautiful menu yeah yeah, that's a good question i mean as the owners we we give a sort of like a i don't know an idea of what we sort of want to create and christy our chef yeah she just sort of takes that and goes with the wind uh going from morning to night or daytime to nighttime is also hard with trying to 
used ingredients that you've used in the daytime to the nighttime, so you don't have a massive amount of stock on hand. So that's been pretty fun formulating a menu for the nighttime around that. We do smashed avocado on toast, and it's got feta and pomegranate. So we're going to do like a sort of like share plates where you can use that as sort of like a dip um, with like breads or, I don't know, gluten-free corn chips and stuff like that. Just like using the breakfast ingredients for nighttime is going to be pretty cool as well. Yeah, wow. That's going to be really cool to see like how how you transform because I feel like some of those things will be quite a challenge to really integrate into like, you know, a more fancy nighttime meal. Add it into a cocktail. Funny you say that. We're actually doing that. Yes. Drink masters right here in Maruchidor. They're a genius. <laughs> oh, I love it. Awesome. We're actually, yeah, we've incorporated some of our, our little key ingredients to the cocktail menu, which is exciting as well. Oh, I love this. Can't yeah, wait. That's cool. Yeah, will you be? Will I be able to get a drink at about two thirty in the afternoon? Because I'll be doing kindergarten pickup on a Monday, Tuesday, right down the road on Memorial Ave. <laughs> From ten o'clock, Bobby, you're on. Oh, that's dangerous. That's a slippery slope. <laughs> <laughs> that is. That is. For now, Georgie and I always ask our guests three standard questions, Matt. But we before we get to that. I want to know if there's any last-minute thing that you feel like you haven't told us about John Carl Maruchidor or even John Carl Budrum that you think everyone should know before you open. If you are Sunshine Coast based and you haven't been to John Carl, I guess coming in, you're going to see and answer that question for you. Like, yeah, we just love what we do. And, and you're very good at yeah, it. Yeah, come in and check us out. Awesome. All right. Well, Georgie, I know you're scrolling through to find the three questions, aren't you, that we forget every single time? <laughs> no, I was writing them down because I remembered them. <laughs> they all came to me, and this is a rare occasion. All right. So, yes, we ask our guests these questions every single time, Matt. All righty. So, throughout your hospitality career and things, if your career had no bounds or there wasn't these kind of feed bumps along the way to what would what would you be doing right now? Would you be doing exactly what you're doing or do you think you'd be doing something really bougie and out there for a career? Uh, I reckon I'd be doing what I'm doing now, for sure. Love that. Love it. Yeah. Like what I was saying before, I think I, I've, I've found my purpose. Oh, that's such a good answer. We haven't actually had anyone yet go, oh, actually, I wish I wasn't doing this career. I wish it was something else, which it probably wouldn't be a very good reflection on them anyway, to be honest. (laughs) All right. Question number two, Matt, what would you tell your 15-year-old self? My 15-year-old self? All right. I would tell my 15-year-old self that I shouldn't have bothered going to university and wasting my money on a degree I didn't even finish. Excellent. What did you study, by the way? Um, Nutrition. Yeah, and to not even have the certificate and 25 grand in debt, you're like, oh, that hurts. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right, Georgie, last question. What do you tell people if someone comes to you and says that they're not creative or they don't have the ability to do something a bit, you know, crafty or out there, whether it's like making coffee or plating food to look really aesthetic or anything like that? I don't know if anyone else has said this standard question, but I would just say you're creative in your own way and you bring – like you just obviously haven't discovered or realized yet what you are creative at because everyone's got their own little creative flair cool. yeah. and what they're good at. What a wholesome answer. I'm a wholesome bloke. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Matt, it's been really fun to have you here. I see you. I feel like I see you almost every day and I talk to you almost every day, but it's still an absolute pleasure to have you be a part of this. 
We are so excited for John Kyle Maruchidor to open. There's just so many facets of this new space that's just going to be exciting for the community. So thank you so much. One last thing we also do with everyone. This is our little catchphrase. Matt Ullman from John Kyle Budrum and John Kyle Maruchidor. Can we get a whoop whoop? Whoop whoop. <laughs> For now, we'll leave you with that and have a great week. Cheers.